Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Intelligent Growth. We are live every Tuesday at noon Eastern on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. So we encourage you to jump into the comments with your thoughts and questions as we go through today's uh, content. We, after today's episode, we are going to repurpose this as an actual podcast. So if you're unable to join us live, uh, I encourage you to search Intelligent Growth wherever you consume podcasts and listen to us that way. Uh, I would also encourage you to uh, join us in the Avenir Forum, which is a private online community of like-minded professionals. David and I are there every day sharing thought leadership, insightful articles that we read, industry papers. We also host exclusive events in the forum. So if you haven't joined us already in the Avenir Forum, please go to avenir.com slash resources slash forum and join us there. So today we're talking about revenue operations and we are coming up on year end and I'm sure everybody is deep in their 2024 planning process. And so ensuring that your revenue operations strategy is integrated with the business outcomes and the KPIs uh, is going to be a strategic imperative. And today I wanted to share with you 10 warning signs that your revenue operations strategy and your business outcomes are misaligned. And then I'm going to share three tactical tips that you can take back to your teams and hopefully create some better alignment and some better traction as we move into the, the new year. So revenue operations, in my mind, has always been a strategic force multiplier for every business. Yet a lot of times they relegate it to a very tactical um, function within any organization. It is siloed within different teams. A lot of times it's pulled in many directions because they report up to different people. So revenue operations is really the unifying of the operations to fully support the go-to-market motion of marketing sales and customer success. So We've talked and covered revenue operations in several episodes previously. We even did a mini series on metrics that are really important to not only senior leadership, but also revenue operations teams. So I encourage you to go back and search previous episodes with some of those insights and really understand the impact that revenue operations can have. So as I mentioned, we're going to be covering the top 10 warning signs that you're revenue operations strategy and business outcomes are misaligned. So without further ado, we're going to jump into it. So the first warning sign is declining revenue growth. When your revenue operations strategy isn't aligned with your business outcomes, you'll notice that it's a consistent decline in revenue growth. And this is a, is a key indicator that your approach isn't effectively driving profitability. So 2023 had uncertain economic conditions. The job and talent market was really hard. So a lot of roles on teams were left unfilled. And so you then, the remaining team is being asked to do more with less, with less capacity, with less money, with less resources. And so in previous episodes, David and I have mentioned uh, streamlining what it is you do and how you're doing it, focusing on fewer things and doing them really well to elevate that customer experience and really put them, the customer, at the center of everything you do. And that alone will drive your revenue and profits forward and hopefully growing. And so if 
you're seeing declining revenue growth, growth quarter over quarter, it's really important to go back and look at your tactics. Are you doing a lot of stuff that's not gaining traction and contributing to the noise? And if so, what are the things that are working and where can you double down and what can you eliminate? So do a start, stop, continue exercise as you're doing your 2024 planning. Uh, your next warning sign is misaligned KPIs. If the KPIs don't match the objectives of the organization, uh, KPIs, key performance indicators, excuse me, uh, of the organization, it's a clear so sign that the team is tactically executing uh, strategy that is not aligned to the outcomes you're trying to drive. And so what you're measuring is not actually going to achieve the outcomes that you're hoping to have an impact on. And so when you have misaligned KPIs, the behaviors you're hoping to change won't ever change because no one is motivated to do that. So it's really important to ensure that your KPIs will drive the business outcome that you're looking for. And so if you're trying to generate X revenue by X date, work that backwards and figure out how many activities are we needing? How many closed one opportunities are we needing? Which means looking at your conversion rates, how many leads does that mean need to enter the sales pipeline, which means how many leads does marketing need to hand over to sales, backing that all the way up? How much demand does marketing need to intercept? Um, and so ensuring that every single touch point along the way, driving those business outcomes has alignment and has a key, in, a key metric that you can track is it increasing, decreasing, or staying the same, is going to make sure that you have your finger on the pulse of the business and can actually work the levers to drive the, the performance that you're looking for. So that's number two. Number three would be inconsistent sales and marketing alignment. I see this, unfortunately, quite consistently when I go into global clients sales and marketing are not on the same page. A lot of times it's an us and the them problem. Sales doesn't like any of the leads that marketing is generating. Marketing is generating a whole bunch of stuff that sales never wants to touch. And so that is a key indication that your two initial go-to-market motions are not in alignment and they have not bought in and they don't understand what the other one is needing to achieve the outcomes that they're trying to drive. So ensuring that your sales and marketing function are aligned not only on personas, but ICPs, sales uh, understands the marketing life cycle and the touch points and the content that's being consumed by the customers and marketing understands the sales process. So then they can help contribute and provide value as sales moves the person through that sales process. So creating a 360 degree view of the customer for sales and marketing and also pull in your customer success will really put the customer at the center of everything that you do. And we've talked about it before in our customer lifecycle journey maturity model. It's an infinity loop for a reason because customers come in, marketing and sales are handling the left side. The impact is made when sales a purchase is made. That's when 
you really need to drive value because then customer success and implementation need to help that customer realize that value quickly to have an impact on their business and the business of their customers. And that's the only way you're going to earn the right to have them become evangelists and also then buy again from you next year, which then leads me into my fourth warning sign is a high customer churn rate. Uh, high customer churn is an indication that what you're selling and how you're talking about your solution or product is not being implemented and that value is not being realized by the customer in a way that is impactful to their business. And so it is far easier for you to retain the customers you already have than it is to go generate net new uh, customers and logos. And so ensuring that you have a very clean handoff between sales and customer success and the customer success team is uh, bought into and fully supporting the business needs of the customer and helping them realize that value quickly is going to help drive the customer churn rate down. If you're only talking to your customer once a year, have no expectation that they're going to buy from you again. And so if your customer retention is suffering, it means that your revenue operations strategy is failing to meet their needs and it's failing to provide the value and the impact that was promised to them in the sales and marketing um, side of the process. So that's number four. Number five would be inefficient lead management. So now we're at the very front end of the customer's journey. And if you create difficult tracking and it's hard to nurture and convert the leads that are being generated and the people who are raising their hand and engaging with your content, then you're creating unnecessary friction in your processes and so one way to do that is map out and structurally architect how leads and data move through your system and create swim lanes between marketing, sales, and customer success. So you know those key handoffs and those key metrics that you're tracking and where are the leads going and how are we generating them and make it very clean and simple. Don't try and track everything because then you're tracking nothing, but create a very clean and seamless lead management process. I went into a client's uh, organization. They asked for help with their revenue operations function. And they ran a marketing initiative that they had chalked up as a complete and utter failure. But as I was digging through their system, they failed to connect the form on their website to a field, which then left 600 records just sitting untouched in their database of people who had raised their hand saying, yes, we're interested, please talk to us. So that's 600 names that never got passed over to sales and they were engaged and they were asking for the company to reach out to them. That is the largest missed opportunity. So in this inefficient lead management Again, look at your processes, look at your connection points, determine what those key conversion metrics are and ensure that you're tracking them and that they make sense, that the demand that you're generating and the sales that are entering the sales pipeline close lost, it should be a giant math equation. And if there's 
one side's lopsided and, and heavier than the other, that means something's missing in the middle. And so track it back and double click on some of those conversion points and where those handoffs are to make them as clean as possible. And if necessary, train and enable sales. This is how your leads are coming in. This is how you handle them. This is where you can find them. Uh, on the marketing side, make sure they don't make it so convoluted that they're trying to do too much and contributing to the noise. So inefficient lead management is number five. If you're just joining us, we are going through the top 10 warning signs of misalignment between your revenue operations and your business strategy. So one through five was one, declining revenue, two, misaligned uh, KPIs, three, inconsistent sales and marketing alignment, four, high customer churn, five, inefficient lead management, which then bring, brings us to six, which is a low sales conversion rate. So if you have mismanaged leads, the number of records getting into the sales funnel is going to be low, which then is going to drive your sales conversion rates down. Uh, but beyond that, you also need to look at uh, the leads that are failing to convert and look at the reasons why they're failing to convert. Where in the funnel are they falling out? Are they falling out early in the, in the process? Are they falling out at contract negotiation, are they falling out at the end? Where they fall out will help you tighten the aperture on what you need to fix and how you need to create better alignment to not only your products, but how you're selling them, how you're talking about them, how you're providing that value to the customers. So your sales conversion rates, looking at not only what you're selling and what you're winning, but also uh, why you're losing and who are you losing to. So the 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 pros and the cons are very important because then that gives you the, the complete picture of how you're being viewed in the market and you can help fix some of those things. So that's number six. Number seven are missed revenue targets. So you can see that these are all connected together. So inconsistent sales and marketing alignment, which then leads to high customer churn, which leads to inefficient lead management, which leads to low conversion in sales, which leads to missed revenue targets. And those missed revenue targets, if you're consistently failing to hit those despite creating alignment in sales and marketing, creating seamless workflows and, and, having a clear map and the clear handoffs between your various departments and teams, it's a sign that your strategy needs an overhaul. Something is not working. And that could be how you're talking about the product, what resources you're providing to the customer when, and the, the targeting of who you're talking to could also be misaligned, which means if you're talking to the people who will never buy from you, then you're giving sales records that they can never convert. And so that'll lead to missed revenue targets. So really, again, looking at the holistic view of your customer and that journey that they're going through as they move through your system and move through your processes is really going to be integral to making sure that you can consistently hit those revenue targets. The third one, or sorry, the eighth one is high customer acquisition cost or high CAC. As I mentioned before, it is far easier to retain customers than it is to generate net new. And if an elevated CAC, uh, if you have an elevated CAC, it can be an ineffective revenue strategy. It means you're not effectively acquiring and retaining those customers. 
it looking at who you're targeting and the buyers and who is actually buying your products, those two pieces need to be in alignment to ensure that the targeting that you're doing on the marketing side and who you're acquiring and bringing into the funnel on the marketing at the top will then lead to better alignment as you move through the funnel. Because if you have someone that loves your product, loves your service, but is never going to buy from you, they're very important. So put them in some sort of educational track or put them in some sort of nurture, but don't waste your precious resources on them by handing them over to sales. Identify them early and often and move them to a place that they can continue to provide value and engage with your company, but they're not taking up the, the precious limited resources that you have for sales and marketing and that white glove service. Um, and so high customer acquisition cost is one. And I mean, that's the flip side of the coin of a high churn rate. If you have a high churn, you're going to have to spend more to acquire new customers. And so making sure that you're um, taking care of both sides, that you're keeping your eye on how much you're spending to acquire new customers, but also how are you retaining your existing customer base is going to help balance that out. So then number nine is lack of data-driven decision-making. Uh, if you're relying on gut feel or everybody has a version of their own data or people don't trust the data that you're presenting to them, that means that you're not aligning your data and what you're tracking to the business outcomes in a meaningful way that will allow you to pull the levers to make an impact on those business outcomes. So creating a holistic dashboard that everybody buys into and everybody trusts is going to be really important to drive those data-driven data decisions. And that alignment comes from the top and being able to have everyone, not only senior leadership, but everyone across every department understand those numbers is going to help, again, drive the business forward and focus what they're doing and how they're doing it with those end results in mind. And so if everybody is very clear on where you're trying to go and how you get there is less important, then they're going to ensure that what they're doing is contributing to that end goal. So lack of data-driven decision. If you don't have a dashboard, if you don't have consistent reports or unified reports, that would be the number one thing that I would suggest anybody take uh, take the time now that business potentially is slowing down or you have capacity to uh, move somebody to create those. Uh, that would definitely be number one recommendation. Uh, then next and last warning sign would be lack limited scalability. If your organization is unable to scale to maintain the revenue growth targets that you have set for it, then you are creating a house of cards and it's a warning it's a warning sign that your strategy is not facilitating your growth, it's actually impeding it. So if what you're doing today is a bunch of digital duct tape and there's manual processes and workflows and uh, you don't really know what the handoffs are. When you hire 10 more salespeople or when the demand increases exponentially, how are you then going to handle that? 
And so creating seamless workflows and seamless processes to hand uh, leads and records from marketing to sales to customer success is going to be key to your growth. And iterating and changing as you grow is going to be part of your strategy. Your revenue operations teams not only needs to keep the eye on the ball to keep the business and the wheels on the bus today, but they also need to be looking at what are our hiring goals? What will next year look like? What are our revenue goals? Are our processes and people and capabilities set up in a way that can actually help us achieve that? If not, how can we get there? And so that scalability is really going to be important from the revenue operations perspective to help marketing sales and customer success grow, not only internally with internal resources, but also externally as they interact with more customers and your customer base increases and your prospect uh, database increases and your sales funnel increases, like all of those things need to be flexible enough that they can grow with the organization. And it's not going to be an impediment to that future looking growth. So that is number 10 warning sign. So I'll just run through the list really quick. Number one was declining revenue growth. Two was misaligned KPIs. Three was inconsistent sales and marketing alignment. Four was high customer churn. Five was inefficient lead management. Six, low sales conversion rate. Seven, missed revenue targets. Eight, high customer acquisition costs. Nine, lack of data-driven decisions. And 10, limited scalability. So these 10 things are warning signs that your revenue operations strategy and your business outcomes are not in alignment. And so ways to actually improve what it is you do and how you do it. Uh, my three tactical takeaways. Number one would be create cross-function functional training. Training and enablement is going to be key to not only onboarding people quickly, but helping other departments and functions realize and recognize and support their counterparts in, in marketing or sales or customer success, ensuring that all of those three teams are working from the same set of data and the same customer view, and they have the same understanding of what the customer needs, they're going to be able to provide the value at every touch point, regardless of what department is interacting with them. So implementing a cross-departmental alignment type workshop is going to be uh, key. And that workshop could be, maybe it's, uh, Maybe it's a, a weekly office hours for the revenue operations team to run through. This is how leads come in. Or maybe it's marketing and they uh, go through any and all of the targeting and the buyer personas. And maybe the content marketing team can go through the, the different resources and the campaigns that are running and just ensuring that people have that information at their fingertips when they need it is going to be really important. And that consistency of having check-ins and having training on different aspects of the go-to-market function will help create that alignment. And it'll allow the teams to ask better questions, not only of themselves, but of each other and be able to support each other in a more efficient manner. Uh, the second tactical takeaway that I'd like you guys 
to think about is embracing the data-driven decision-making. So invest in advanced analytics tools and gathering those insights. Encourage your teams or your revenue operations function to create a single pane of glass or a single source of truth that is the dashboard that is tracking the business outcomes and how well you're performing against them. And this is not something that the RevOps team can go off in a corner and do by themselves. There needs to be the stakeholders contributing to this conversation and uh, including data from marketing, sales, and customer success. So each know where they're contributing to the broader journey of the customer and keeping that customer and that 360 degree view of that customer at the center is absolutely imperative. So data-driven decision-making, create that dashboard is my second recommendation. And my third one is strategy reevaluation. Re Planning and strategy and setting KPIs cannot be an annual event. It also cannot be something that the executive leadership team goes off in a corner and does by themselves. The, the stakeholders need to be involved in some of those decisions and contributing to that conversation and reevaluating it at key points in the year is going to help you iterate and adjust as time goes on, as market conditions change. And so realigning the tactics, realigning the, the KPIs, these are all things that will allow you to foster a culture of adaptability and innovation. And it allows people to work quickly and make adjustments as they go. One of my favorite things that David says about revenue operations, it's never a George Foreman grill. It's not set it and forget it you have to continue to improve and continue to track and measure. And if something's not working, don't continue to do it. And again, keeping that customer at the center focal point of what it is you do and what your business is driven off of will allow you to become a better partner to your customers and understanding their business and creating impact for not only your customer, but also your customers' customers will allow them to see the value you bring to them and they will want to stay and renew with you and create deeper connection to your company because they know that you're in it with them. So that strategy realignment, but keep the customer at the center of everything you do is going to drive that impact and those business outcomes far greater than anything else that you could do. So again, hopefully this has been helpful, especially as we're in our end of year planning and 2024 planning, end of year wrap up and 2024 planning, excuse me. Uh, hopefully these warning signs are something that you can take and evaluate your own business and choose one or two of them that are the most glaring that you can fix and assign someone within your organization to come up with a plan to fix it and create that alignment. And these tactical takeaways, I hope you do implement them. And that consistency of messaging, especially when you're trying to create that cross-departmental alignment, is going to be absolutely critical. So if you have questions, please feel free to join us in the Avenir forum. I am there every day. Uh, I will be posting this list in the forum for reference, and I welcome your thoughts and um, 
the tactics and tricks and uh, strategies that you're employing in your own teams to create and address some of these warning signs. Uh, I'd also encourage you to ask better questions of your counterparts. As senior leaders, a lot of times we are worried about our own teams and our own numbers, but ask better questions of those to, um, of those that are your counterparts on the team. And they will be able to support you in what you're doing. And uh, I hope that, I guess, final thoughts on this. Revenue operations and just your RevOps teams, if you currently have them siloed, as a senior leader, my last tactical takeaway for you would be encouraging cross-collaboration between those revenue, those operations teams. If you don't actually have a collective uh, revenue operations function, encourage alignment between marketing, sales, and customer success operations will allow the business to move forward in a way that is far more strategic than if they continue to have their own competing priorities. And so my last tactical tip is look at your operations functions and ensure that you have the right people, processes, capabilities, and technologies supporting your business to drive the outcomes that you're looking for. Uh, so hopefully this has been really helpful for you. Join us next week for another episode. We have some great guests coming up and uh, we look forward to having you join us again in the future. My name is Jen Cords and uh, thank you for joining us.